0: Well, another throwdown, another Melbourne United win. That makes it eight of the last ten in the Melbourne Derby. Liam Santa Maria was in the building last night. He's going to chop it all up with us this evening. Tonight's and this weekend, Slater Games, has a very similar feeling to round one. A couple of repeat matchups for the very opening couple of nights of the season. Some very tasty games in there. Let's get into it. A big edition of NBL Now. It is a Friday. The Weekend of Hoops is underway. It did get started with a throwdown last night at John Kane Arena. Another big win to Melbourne United. Joel Peterson with you. Alongside me is Liam Sandabrini. Good morning, Liam. Morning, Joel. And uh, what a beautiful morning it is. I've got the sun shining in and uh, we've got a big slate of games coming up ahead over the next few days. Absolutely, we do. Now, full disclosure, I didn't see a second of basketball last night. Um, I was at my mum's sixtieth, uh, so uh, shout out to Joe! Happy birthday, Mum, for yesterday. Uh, so, haven't seen a second of it, so I'm relying purely on you here to fill me in, Liam, uh, as I uh, as I get ready for a, for a workday today. Um, your thoughts? A massive win to Melbourne United, another one, a third for this season, uh, eight of the last ten. Uh, h- how did you see it unfolding?
1: Well, firstly, and most importantly, happy birthday, Joe. Many happy returns. Uh, I, unlike your son, know that it was your 60th. He thought it was your 50th. <laughs> yeah, I tried to give her a bit of a discount there. <laughs> um, man, it was a beatdown. Let me tell you, Joel, what, what, to give you the, the picture of what happened, and Tommy Greer and the Phoenix aren't going to enjoy this because they don't like this narrative, but what happened last night was a big brother just whacking around a little brother and putting him back in his place. That's what it was. Because there was a little bit of noise from the Phoenix yet again that maybe they were starting to do some things. And Melbourne United just smashed them in the first quarter. Uh, completely ran all over them. Uh, everybody coming in and contributing. Joe Lawala Chua winning his match over Alan Williams. Luke Travers and Kyle Bowen winning their matchup with Mitch Creek. And, um, yeah, Matt Kenyon losing at Chris Golding at times. Now, None of the, none of this is a result of the Phoenix, like, um, not playing with energy or effort. I mean, Mike Kelly couldn't have questioned any of that. They they just didn't play as well as Melbourne United. They just weren't as switched on, as focused, as as good at at executing. And uh, as a result, uh, it was it was a beatdown uh, right
0: from the opening tip. From a mental perspective, I mean, we we all we often think about the losers in these situations that the team that has the block against a rival and can't get past them and how they deal with it. I think there's a case to be made that it sort of works the other way as well, that Melbourne United go into these games knowing, feeling full of confidence that they can get the job done. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, when I was
1: a little man, a a little guy, a, a little kid, my older brother, five years older, would walk down the hallway as I was coming the other direction and he just wouldn't shift. And I knew at there was going to come a time where I just needed to turn my body and slide along the wall and make sure I got past unscathed. That's how Melbourne United walks into throwdowns. They just think that they have the wood over this team. They, they beat them in that semi final series when Mitch Creek said, we'll see you in game three. And now every time John Kane arena is full and the crowd is excited for a throwdown that's ahead, Melbourne just flexes their muscle.
0: And that's just the reality of things right now. Yes, I think 15 points the first game, nine points the third, and now 20 plus in, in game three of the season. And one of the more intriguing matchups heading into it was JLA and, and Source Williams, how that was going to, to unfold. They both put up decent numbers last night. How did you sort of assess that on a if it was a points fight? Yeah, JLA
1: won that fight um, in a points-based decision. Um, Alan Williams was good. 12 points, 16 rebounds, but he wasn't as good. I mean, Joe Luala chul was very, very influential, the 17 and seven, but the seven blocks as well. I mean, when you're on triple-double watch for block shots, then you're having an enormous impact. Um, And it kind of speaks to a key difference between these teams, to be honest, Joel. Um, The seven blocks from Luala chul the three blocks from Hook Porty, they had 12 as a team. Southeast Melbourne, teams feel like they can score at the rim against the Phoenix. And it was certainly Melbourne United's focus last night. Uh, we know they're a three-point shooting team and Golding and Clark and uh, Shea Lee hit a really important one. But their focus was to get to the rim, to score at the rim because there is not a lot of rim protection on that team. And
0: it was chalk and cheese in that regard, in that game. Uh, one thing that caught your eye was was late in the game and Dean Vickerman went to playing Joe Alachul and Ariel Hookporty together. We haven't seen a lot of that this season. We've sort of spoken about could it happen? Will it happen? We saw it a little bit last night. Do you think that's something they could persist with? Yeah, I think
1: it's something they're keen to continue to have a bit of a look at. A, a potential sort of ace up the sleeve. Uh, that they can take into the second half of the season and the postseason. Dean Vickerman's been talking about it a little bit over months of saying, all right, maybe this FIBA window gives us a chance at practice to have a bit m- little more look at the Twin Towers. But that was garbage time at the end of that game. And he brought Joe luwala back in to play two and a half, three minutes with Ariel Hookporty to have a bit of a look at it. And uh, man, I think it has the potential to be another... Um, lineup and look that Melbourne United can go
0: to that's going to trouble opposition team. Yeah, there's, there's a few tools that they've got in that tool, but There's all kinds of all kinds of uh, assets in their armory at the moment, Melbourne United. So they play again on Saturday. They've got the Adelaide 36ers. Make of that what you will. Uh, Southeast Melbourne have got Illawarra. They head down to Tarelgan for that game. Abdel Nader will be will be in the lineup. We think how off how, I guess, how much he will play. We're not 100% sure. How do you think they bounce back on Saturday, the Phoenix down in Gippsland? I think they'll bounce back well. I I like the energy and the um,
1: sort of general approach from the Phoenix. Sometimes the execution isn't quite there like it wasn't last night. But I, I think that, you know, we saw that backs against the wall type performance against Sydney in Sydney. And it was really, really impressive. And I think off the back. Of the beating that they took last night, I think they'll go into uh, to Gippsland and and hand it to the Hawks. Quite frankly,
0: uh, one thing I did see last night on on social media, catching up with things, Liam. Apart from uh, Ryan Brockoff in our commentary team, uh, the NBL commentary team gifting uh, Lee Montagna a, a little gift for his newborn boy was uh, about three thousand photos of the great man Corey Homicide Williams in the building, which uh, which really warmed my heart to see that Corey was there. nearly Meadows interviewed him as part of the broadcast last night as well. I know you had a chance to uh, to catch up with him too. He's been in our thoughts all season. And uh, I know there's a lot of people around the NBL that have uh, have been keeping him in their thoughts uh, while he, he has an ongoing health battle. Uh, how was he and how good was it to see him there? Um, he was in great spirits and
1: it was brilliant to see him there. And I think the entire NBL basketball community feels the same way um whether they were in the building speaking to him in person or and seeing him with their own eyes or, or watching on from home or even just catching the photos on on social media um it was just brilliant to see him there um and uh, I, I think he's going to be there tomorrow night as well and when, when when at a melbourne home game we'll see if he switches jerseys and and reps that like that anyone tomorrow. that williams playing for them <laughs> true um But, I mean, I just love the man. I mean, I've worked so closely with him for a long period of time. We sat opposite each other on the desk and had opposite opinions every single time we talked about anything. But I love him and I'm so pleased to see that he's feeling better and doing a bit better and that he's out there at the game because to sit there for a few minutes and talk about him and how he's going, but then also just to talk about the game with him and we disagreed on a couple of things that we were watching no surprise um was tremendous and around this time at christmas when we're all kind of catching up with family and checking in on how people are going it was um
0: it was a beautiful festive season moment for me yeah well said it was great to see him there and uh, great to see him in good spirits and uh, hopefully we see a lot more of our man Corey williams uh at, at nbl games uh in the near future Let's turn our attention to to tonight's slate of games. Uh, the uncertainty around the Cairns-New Zealand matchup has been something to watch throughout the course of the week. Oh, clearly, a lot of good work's gone, gone into getting this game on. New Zealand being willing to tra- willing to travel over a day prior. Cairns have had to sort of sit there in the eye of the sword, figuratively and literally, uh, <laughs> waiting for things to, to unfold. But uh, the, the Cyclone Jasper has made landfall, um, and things aren't too bad up up that way our thoughts of course with everyone affected by it um Mm. but it looks like it's it's game on tonight between Cairns and New Zealand
1: yeah which is great um New Zealand have been able to make their way up into Cairns after kind of stopping and staying in Brisbane for a hot little minute and uh, as you say shout out to everybody in far north Queensland that have been um battering down the hatches and staying safe and hopefully everyone's doing okay uh, still a little bit of a wait and see, just on terms of the you know the flooding and whatnot that's been taking place. But hopefully that big orange army can get themselves inside Ken's Convention Centre, and uh, we can get this game away. The shot clocks work the whole night. Everybody has a good time. It's sort of the calm after the storm right now, and hopefully once the game fires up, um, you know we can we can enjoy a, a good battle between two teams who really want to get that win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Cairns coming off a a big fireworks performance uh, against Adelaide last Saturday. Uh, And some good news for Tassie tonight. So they head over to Perth to play uh, the Wildcats, the rematch of both of these teams' first game on the season uh, on that opening Friday night of the season. Of course, a big sporting weekend over in the West. Uh, There'll be plenty of people there at RAC Arena tonight. One of them is Milton Doyle, who's back for the Jack Jumpers, which is great to see. Great to have him back. Welcome back. Hopefully, uh, you know, he and the family are doing
1: okay. And... um Nothing to see here, really, Joel, in terms of like, oh, I wonder how he's going to transition back into the lineup or anything like that. The Jack Jumpers know who they are, what they do. He's going to slide back in and play at a really high level. And that's a marquee matchup. Uh, you got Milton Doyle on one side and you've got Bryce Cotton on the other. And, you know, two top four teams
0: right now uh, duking it out. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great. I mean, one hundred and one ninety five the first time they met back in round one. So hopefully we get something uh, similar uh, to that tonight. Of course, Saturday night, southeast Melbourne and Illawarra, uh, Melbourne and Adelaide, as we said on Saturday night as well. Tassie then returned home. So when they played in round one, they didn't have a return fixture coming out of Perth. I was on the same flight as them. It left Perth at about one thirty Perth time. Uh, they do have to go home to play Sydney on Sunday. The Kings are in a really interesting spot. You said on NBL overtime this week, Liam, you would take DJ Hogue out of the starting lineup and put Jalen Galloway in. Tell me a little bit more about why. Well, I think you've got to shift
1: some things up. I don't think they're having any trouble at the offensive end. I think they're having some issues defensively. And, um, you know, Jalen Galloway brings high level defence. And while DJ Hoke has been scoring at a pretty good level, not so much over these last couple of games, but but since he's been um, in the purple and gold, um, I, I don't think his defense has been quite where it needs to be for that group. So um, you know w- you could bring him in for Alex Tui, but that that kid has played hard and played well, and they've given him some really tough assignments for a 19 year old uh, over the course of these th- this first month, couple of months of the season. And he has battled. So um, I wouldn't replace him. I would make a bit of a statement within that group and say, we're going to bring that scoring punch the DJ Ho is off the bench. And we're going to challenge him to improve his defense. But in the
0: meantime, we're going to bring Galloway in to, um, you know, to bring some heat at that end of the floor. Tassie have won the first two between these two teams this season. Sydney, they need a little bit of a scalp. Uh, can Can they do it on Sunday down in Hobart? If they do,
1: you will not hear Scott Roth, or anybody from the Jack Jumpers talking about the trip
0: back from Perth, I guarantee it. I like that. I like that. Uh, and nor should they. Uh, let's take a look at our weekend headlines. It's how we end the show every single week. Of course, our uh, Brisbane and Cairns, the Sunshine Stoush, uh, does end the weekend as well. Um, but we can't talk in detail about every one of these games, or uh, no one out there would get any work done today, Liam. And we <laughs> and we can't have that in terms of productivity thing for uh, our national economy. Uh, we end with our weekend headlines every week forecasting what the papers might look like at the end of the week there's been accusations of thievery and plagiarism after last week that I didn't have the same one as you and I just stole yours having heard how good it was I have tried to find it in my notes here and I can't find any written evidence that that I had the same one so I might I mean I might just have to live with those accusations but would in the spirit of Trying to clear my name. Would you like yes. me to go first today? Please. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stick to last night because I, I, you know, I had a bit of a split ends reference going through my head today. History never repeats. It does in a throwdown. Uh, I, I thought about throw up, but I thought <sighs> that might be a bit harsh. That so, is harsh. So I didn't go there. I thought another musical reference, though. Melbourne United. You know, back page of the Herald Sun. They're the hoodoo gurus. They've won eight of their last ten. Against Southeast Melbourne, they've won three this year. They've won by big margins, twenty-eight last night, and uh, the, the the throwdown is absolutely their scene. So, uh, the Hooter Gurus, Melbourne United, well done, and a nice little window into your musical tastes and library. So, I've mentioned I've mentioned my mum already in this podcast, and that's a thanks to Dad.
1: Beautiful. All right, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna, there's something rotten in the state of New South Wales, so I'm gonna sort of focus in on those couple of teams. Firstly, if the Kings lose two Tassie, and they will have lost four of their last five, I reckon the Daily Telegraph might run with something like God Save the Kings. So keep your eye out for that up there, Tim Morrissey and that group. But what about if the Hawks win and they will have won three of their last four? Um, Now, we know Justin Tatum is famous for being the dad of Jason Tatum. So the Illawarra Mercury in that situation
0: may run with something along the lines of in the name of the father. Yes. Yeah, I like that. There's a couple of good ones there. I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them on the back page of a paper come uh, come the end of the weekend. Liam, great stuff. Good fun. Thanks for filling me in on uh, on last night's throwdown. It's very much appreciated as I head into my weekend of hoops. Uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing you as it all unfolds. Cheers, man. Speak soon. Much more news coming on the NBL website and the NBL app. And of course, stay tuned to ESPN throughout the course of the weekend for all your hoops in the Hungry Jacks NBL.